Welcome to this edition of uh, Rick and Bubba University. We are excited. This is one of our favorites you're going to get to talk to today, Bubba. And, uh, you know, every conversation we've ever had with Phil Robertson, I always walked away going, I need a little more of that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. So let's welcome him to Rick and Bubba University. Phil Robertson, how you doing? Phil, what's going on? Everything is rocking. Everything's (laughs) rocking. (laughs) Phil, we love your chair. That thing looks very comfortable. Well, this is where I camp out, whether there's a pandemic or not. Y'all got to remember, I went into a self-quarantine. Once I ran up on Jesus, I saw pretty quickly that I could no longer run with worldly people and people who got high, drunk, and laid like what I had been doing. Therefore, when I repented, I sort of pulled back and about on semi-quarantine most of the time, if you understand what I'm saying. Yes, yes I, we do. I was thinking to myself, if there's if there's anybody that the quarantine has not been much of an adjustment for, it is Phil Robertson. It, it affected me very, very little. I would make this point. Let's see. Thomas Jefferson... He said this in 1776, the Second Continental Congress had just met. He wrote the Declaration of Independence. We hold these truths to be self-evident. Self-evident means you don't have to prove it and you don't have to explain it because it's self-evident. And here's what he said, that all men are created equal. They've been endowed by their creator with certain inalienable rights. Among these are life, I have a God-given right to live, I have the God-given right to be free and to pursue happiness. Boys, it did not say You only have those rights from God unless there is a pandemic and then all your rights are ruled null and void and we take over and we can tell you when to shut down, whether you can go fishing, whether you can walk outside. No, it did not say that. No, no. So your your, your Declaration of Independence and the rights that come with them, that's the bedrock of the Bill of Rights, therefore. I'm just saying, in order to have done this properly, the governing authorities would have to ask the people, would they consider shutting down the economy, stopping your business? Are you people all right with that out there? Because we can't force, we can't trump, no pun intended, we can't trump the the. the Declaration of Independence, the rights we have from your creator. We can't trump it. So, therefore, uh, we got a pandemic. What do y'all suggest we do and let the people do what they want to do? Some will say, let's shut her down for a week. Some will say, I don't think so. We have the right to either close our businesses or keep them open as a people. They need to confer with the American people to do it constitutionally right. 
Agreed. That's my little take on that. Well, yeah, and I, I want to ask you some more about yeah, that. Yeah, we're, we're so. going to talk about that and, and other things because uh, I, I certainly think that's something the American people, we have to take this opportunity to discuss those things. But, you know, the podcast today, uh, Gabby uh, is with us, the Gabby Insurance. You know, we thank them for sponsoring the podcast. And, and here's the deal. You always want to know whether you're you're paying a fair rate. I don't, I don't mind a fair rate, Bubba. You don't either. Hey, I like hey, a fair rate. Hey, we got a fair rate. Yep. But what I don't want is for you to be soaking me. You remember that when we were growing up? My dad used to say, look, <laughs> don't, don't, soak don't me. let somebody soak you. <laughs> and, and so if, if right now, if term. you will go, and this is free for you to use, by the way, if you will take time to go to Gabby.com slash Rick Bubba. Now, Gabby is G-A-B-I.com slash Rick Bubba. You do that. And they'll give you 40 different insurance companies. They'll set it up for you. It takes a couple minutes. And you'll compare the homeowner's insurance and the car insurance that you're paying, same coverage, to all the other companies that are out there. And all the big names are included, Progressive, Nationwide, Travelers. And, and you link that insurance account. And when you look, you will come to the experience. And, you know, I looked and I said, you know what? Uh, I could do better. And, and you, you, you realize same coverage. I'm paying too much for it, and then you make the adjustment. But, Bubba, here's what I like. Also, like on my homeowners, I realized that what I was paying for the coverage that I needed was right. It was, it was, the, it was, a, it was a good deal, better than most, about the same as others. So either way, you just know, and it doesn't cost you anything to do it, and it costs you very little time. On average, people who use Gabby are saving them $825 a year, and they'll never sell your information to uh, no annoying spam or robocall. So do it right now. G-A-B-I.com slash Rick Bubba. Uh, Gabby.com slash Rick Bubba. So continuing with Phil Robertson. Phil, uh, let me ask you this. This is kind of where I felt on this. I, I didn't, and I agree with what you're saying 100%. When this, uh, when this thing first started, we didn't know what we were up against. We didn't know if we were dealing with the Black Plague, the Spanish Flu, whatever, whatever, and I think most of us were okay with shutting down for a week or two, but after that, it seemed to take on more of a political feel to it, and certainly with churches and other groups that are absolutely protected under the Constitution, it's just got a weird feel to it now, and I'm kind of glad to see people pushing back. Well, I'm satisfied 100% uh completely at ease because what Jesus said was, look, where two or three of you are gathered in my name, I will be there. Therefore, it's not like when they say, okay, there's a pandemic, we ought to spread out some. I understand. I don't mind that at all. I'm just saying I have the Apostle Paul in First uh, in uh, First uh, what was it? First Thessalonians four verse eleven. I'm told to make it my ambition to live a quiet life. Uh, I was doing that before and after the pandemic. You can trust me. <laughs> live a quiet life. Mind your own business. Great advice. Uh, I de- that's exactly what I do. Uh, work with your hands, make it your ambition, quiet life, work hard, work with your hands so that your daily life will win the respect of outsiders. And listen to this, so that you won't have to be dependent on anybody. Mm. Now that's First Thessalonians 4 verse 11. 
Well, if you think about it, guys, you say, what a wonderful way to roll. Yeah. You are living a quiet life. You mind your own business. My point is the governing authorities, they, they, they get the experts together and they decide without any, any consciousness of the Declaration of Independence nor the, or the Bill of Rights, and they say, we have the authority to shut your business down. I say, no, you do not. The people have to agree with the edicts. You got all kind of edicts. It, he didn't say you have a God-given right to live, be free, and pursue happiness unless there's a pandemic. Yep. Then all bets are off. Your rights are gone. Yep. It didn't yep. work that way. Well, you, that ain't what Thomas Jefferson said. Therefore, I'm just saying we have to be careful, guys, because some of these governors in these blue states, they just started passing governmental edict after edict after rule after rule. Next thing you know, you have a bunch of Marxists running the country. That's my fear right there. Well, it's a legitimate fear because, you know, our founding fathers made it very, very clear that the government must be limited and because if you don't limit it, whatever you allow the government to do, they will abuse it. They, they, they can't. The Bible also you know, makes this clear, and there's been others that were great philosophers that made it clear about giving too much power uh, to any human being and to any, any government. And, and we've been talking about on the show, Phil, if you don't believe that, just look at the things we've already let them do. And they abuse them. They they abuse the Department of Education, which they should have never. That's not. We should have never allowed that. They they. That's abu- my fear. Yeah, and see when we when and, and and what what happens is the Marxists of our country and the socialists they know that when the people are afraid they'll give up their freedoms. And Benjamin Franklin certainly said, anybody that gives up their liberty for security is not is not worthy to have either one. So we now's the time for us to listen to how this country was was established. And to know the Constitution, to know the Declaration of Independence, uh, to know about the Federalist Papers, these are things we need to know because there's a reason these founders said, do this and don't do these things, because on the don't do these things, the government will always abuse their power every time. That's exactly right. And every time I look up, these people are, 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 are just nibbling away and nibbling away and nibbling away at our constitutional rights. I'm just saying, guys, we have to be very careful when we start allowing the governors of the states to start passing edicts and rules and regulations because we'll look up and our rights will have flown away. That's what scares me about this whole thing. Phil, I just thought there was a lot of things in this that were kind of uh, unusual in that we we were allowing large box stores like Lowe's and Home Depot to stay open, but we wasn't letting a guy who, who runs a barbershop stay open. I just I felt that, that that was a little strange. I didn't I mean, there wasn't any really science to it that I saw. That's precisely my point. You have to get the consent the government does of the people before you pull off a move as big as the one they pull off. They said, well, we had health experts. It looks like to me, if they'd have been far more aware of the, 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 uh, the ones that are already sick in the nursing homes and such, and the aged, the older ones, which I'm in that group. But look, the way to win, no matter what, 
without letting the government start passing edicts and rules and regulations. The way to win is make sure you have a relationship with God Almighty and the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Look, if the pandemic takes me out and I go on, I depart on the other side, I'm a child of the resurrection and I'm saying, let her rip. <laughs> That's right. Hey, to die is the game. We, we need, yeah. I, I'm picturing a lot of bumper stickers right now, and yeah. one of them's already, you go to First Thessalonians, you say, I think it was 411, I think you said. And, yep. and and we need to put that on a bumper sticker, dot, 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 a good way to roll. Yeah. You know, yep. and, and Phil, you, yeah, yeah you, you, you've had a lot of projects going. Have you thought about doing your translation of the Bible? I think that would be good. <laughs> I mean, you, you got the meaning well, down, but you put it in terminology that all of us speak. I will just say that the guy who walked up in front of me about five years ago at the peak of Duck Dynasty, his question was, uh, do you believe homosexual behavior is a sin? I quoted 1 Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. Don't be deceived, neither the sexually immoral, the idolaters, the adulterers, the male prostitutes, the homosexual offenders, the thieves, the greedy, the drunkards, the slanders, the swindlers, they will not inherit the kingdom of God. That's the verse I quoted when the guy said, you believe it's a sin, perversion. And I just quoted him the verse, a couple of verses in the Bible. The problem was, <laughs> boys, no one out there in the news cycle that followed, and they got after me like a ravage and wolves, no one ever found out for two weeks that all I did was quote a Bible verse. Right. They're like some guy running his mouth down there about people who practice perverting wood as he think he is. I'm like, read First Corinthians 6, 9, and 10. There are others that say that that's a sin. Well, all I did was quote the verse. We, we, we convert people, by the way who are practicing perversion all the time. Therefore, it's not like we hate anybody. We love all men and women. So we preach the gospel to them. We all sin. But they took that and ran with it. And that's my fear. People uh, get involved in what they think and all that. I just hold to the Bible. By the way, you do research from this Bible and you read about pandemics pestilences, and all kinds of plagues, and in many, 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 I can give you a lot of verses. Look in your concordance, and you look it up. You say, there's a lot written about pandemics, pestilence, and plagues, and guess what? The Almighty is behind a lot of them. Therefore, all I have to say to you boys in Alabama is, God's used pandemics and plagues and pestilences before, so I wouldn't rule it out that he's not behind this one. If you understand what I'm saying. Well, yeah. If you if you you look at throughout Scripture and 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 I, you know it's, you know sometimes we'll take Scripture to a certain place, but we don't want to take that next step. And I've been guilty of this because I certainly agree that when things happen, God allows them. Because if I don't believe He allows them, then I have to believe He couldn't stop them. But then, you know, and He's I used them before. Yes, he has. Yep. But but also we're almost afraid to say there's also places in the Bible where God doesn't disallow something, he caused it. Yeah. And uh, and he but he's doing it for for our benefit because whether we like it or not, when we start getting afraid, 
and we start worrying about it, and suddenly we, we come to the We're real, out of control of our own destiny. Yeah, and we yeah. think, man, what's going to happen to me when I die? Because I think maybe I might die. And uh, so, you know, he gives us our best shot. But let me ask you this, Phil, on that note. I, I know your testimony pretty well, but and so I'm just going to go to a, a certain, just the, the moment, because I think there's, there's a lot of people watching this and a lot of people listening uh, that realize, you know, and, and and you and I have testimonies, sadly, that are that are similar. But and I can remember what it was the moment when I said, "Now's the time that I'm going to repent and I'm going to turn." Uh, and uh, and you know, but it didn't. It didn't. There were many times people were trying to talk to me and I wouldn't listen. So, what was the moment for you when you were living the way you were living? And I used to live the same way. Not proud of it, but but you know, and that's why I love Jesus because I was forgiven a lot. But for you, what was that moment that you finally said, this is it? The moment was when I was uh, 28, uh, and I always wondered why after that through the years, I said, why is that I see so many people that turn to Jesus when they're 27, 28, 29, 30, along in there? I thought, huh. I said, that's when I came to Jesus. I said, why did I come to Jesus? It's because, my man, I had built a track record. I had a track record. By the time you're 28, you have a track record. It's either a good track record or a terrible track record. Well, I looked at my track record and I said, boy, I'm like a dog chasing his tail. I'm going around and around, getting high, getting drunk, being immoral. I'm not getting anywhere fast. This is pathetic. Ran Miss K off and the kids, they gone. So I thought I had a moment. I said, I might ought to check into this Jesus thing and just see exactly who he is. So the first time in my life, I investigated who ended up being the marker of all time. You're like, what are you, what are you talking about? Uh, for some strange reasons, we call all the years before Jesus got here, before Jesus got here, <laughs> B.C. Right. And we call all the years after he got here, A.D. and O. Domini, year of our Lord. I'm thinking, out of all the people who ever lived, we all count time backwards and forwards by one of them. How in the world did that work? Well, with 28, when I saw that and I began to look into that, I thought, wait a minute here. If we're counting time by him before and after, I might ought to uh, investigate him a little more thoroughly than I already have. So I had a couple of college degrees, but I didn't know Jesus. So I checked him out and I thought, wait a minute. Freeze me from Satan Oh, I need that bad. <laughs> Freeze me from sin. I got a lot of them. Freeze me from the guilt of it all. That's a big one. Freeze me from law, having to be perfect, follow every rule, everything God ever said. I'm like, none of us have ever done that. And finally, when I found out that he freed me from the grave, mm -hmm. he will guarantee me. I can be raised from the dead and live on. Once I put that together, boys, I tell you what I did. 
I repented on the spot. Amen. And I've been following Jesus ever since. Pandemic or no pandemic, I'm guaranteed I'll be raised from the dead. You believe in me, Jesus said, even though you die, yet shall you live. And whoever lives and believes in me will never die. I read that. I said, I'm going with him. I don't care what y'all do. <laughs> so good call, Phil. Good call. So I know because of the platform that God afforded you with Duck Dynasty and all that that happened, and it, it, it is amazing, still goes on to today. It's given you so many opportunities, which is why God, you know, gave you that platform. So I know that you and and, you know, and you've talked about this before. You had a chance to talk to President Trump uh, about the gospel. Share that story with us. The first time I met him, uh, somebody in the group said, "Phil, you got 15 minutes with." The guy who's running for president, Donald Trump, you got 15 minutes with him if you want it. I said, I'll do it. Book him. So they lined it up. I go in there and I see these armed people, the Secret Service group. Let me tell you all something. They put that wand they carry around. They put that wand in places on me that Miss Kay has not been in in years. I mean, they they frisked me, dude. I mean, I'm like, easy now, easy. So they, they give me a thorough check, and I guess he just looked at me coming and said, that one there, we need to search him carefully. Yeah. I get past that, and the next level, I open the door. Some little chick opened the door. I walk in, and I... I remember General Flynn was there, Rudy Giuliani, and the next president of the United States who is running at this current time. He thanked me for supporting him. And within, I think it was about 20 seconds, I reached in my pocket and I had drawn out the gospel uh, in symbols an arrow coming down out of heaven. I said, I said, Trump, I called him Trump at the time because he and I are the same age. Got it. So to me, he was just a guy running for president. All right. But that's as far as it went with me. So I said, here's when God became flesh, this era. I said, we're counting time by him, uh, Trump. I said, it's at the time, it was like 2015 or so, whatever. I said, that was 2015 years ago. He's our marker for counting time, which is worthy of note. And I said, <laughs> he died on a cross for Donald Trump's sins. I said, Trump, you do have sins, don't you? I do. And he said, oh, yeah, plenty of them. I said, he took them all away right there where that cross is. I said, I've got a tomb written out on this piece of paper because they buried him. I said, Trump, any way you slice it, you're going into a six-foot hole just like I am. That's a fact, right? Physical death is coming your way one day, whether you get to be the president or not. You're going down in the ground. So am I. So he looked at it. He said, no doubt about it. I said, well, he stayed 40 days after he was raised from the dead and went back into heaven where he's seated at the right hand of God to continually cleanse his people of any sin 
they will ever commit in the future. All your past sins removed. None of your future sins counted against you. It's called grace. I said, that's what God has done for you through Jesus. Don't miss this. If you win, don't miss it. If you lose, don't miss it. So I said, have a nice day. And I turned. It was just that quick. And I started to walk away. And he said, hey, he said, can I have that? The piece of paper. I said, sure. I handed him the piece of paper with the gospel written out on it in, in uh, symbols. And I walked out the door. Six months went by. And he called me one day on the phone because old Neil Cavuto had asked me a question. How come you fundamentalists, you Bible thumpers, how come you elected somebody like Donald Trump, a sinful man? I said, Cavuto, we're all sinful, dude. All of us. I said, I bet old Neil Cavuto has a few sins if we got checking him back in his life. And he said, you talking to me? I said, yeah, I'm talking to you. You got a few sins? Come on out with them, Cavuto. And look, O'Neill said, it's, got, it's getting hot in here. <laughs> <laughs> Trump saw that, calls me up, and he says, I appreciate you taking a stand for me. He said, by the way, Phil, I still have that piece of paper you gave me. Mm. I said, hold it, put it in your heart, and hold on to it. Mr. Prez, I said, you won the presidency. That, see, I, I talked to him when he was running. Well, now he was the president. I said, hold the gospel in your heart. Grab hold of it. Obey it. And never, never veer from it. Since that time, I've talked to him a time or two after that. So I'm convinced he's a brother now. I know this. You boys have noticed something. He's pro-God, pro-Christian, pro-Bible pro-life, pro-gun. He's my kind of man. Right, yeah. Yeah, and and yeah, and you see some of the struggles that he still has, just like I remember, you know, if he did make a decision here, it would be recent, you know, by by I mean, I look at when I first submitted to Christ and repented of sin, I had a lot of things in my life that had to be worked out through the sanctification process, and that con- yeah, and that and that continues to today. Uh so uh, you know, I I want to I hope and pray that he's made the most important part of that, and that's that decision, and then we'll see that uh, evidence as he, you know, and you see he's already changed his view on some things at one time he felt differently about. Yep. I, I, I have come up with a phrase uh, from just watching uh, Donald J. Trump operate, and the phrase is, he, uh, the description, he is caustically brilliant. I wrote down in my Bible I put down there the definition of Trump, his acumen, his acumen is off the charts. Acumen is keenness and quickness in understanding and dealing with any situation. Shrewdness, mental acuteness. Have y'all ever seen a president of the United States be this involved in a in a a virus infection that spread across the country and the world. I've never seen a president 
this involved in that particular event. Have y'all seen anybody any more actively trying to head it off than Donald J. Trump? He's pretty hands-on in every topic, for I'm sure. Telling you. Phil, let me ask you this. Uh, we've got so many questions we want to ask you. Catch us up on the family. How are your family members doing? We, we got to know them so well through the TV show. Catch everybody up what they're doing now. Miss Kay, last night, uh, she had a clogged artery in her neck. And these doctors these days, one of those cardiologists, he found it. Uh, by the way, he was a cardiologist that I actually converted to Jesus. Amen. And, uh, I remember him talking about his sinful life, and we were kind of leaning forward, and he was seated right on my left over there on the couch, and I was seated right here. And he said, before you take me down there to the river, Robinson, and baptize me, he's a cardiologist by trade, a great one, by the way. He said, I got a few things to say to God about my sinful life. And he started talking about his sins, and I'm leaning forward on the couch, and about halfway through him talking about his sinful life, I looked around there at him, and I was thinking, I didn't know doctors were out there. That's sinful. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I figured a medical doctor, he wouldn't be that bad a dude. But after he got about halfway through his list of sins, I'm thinking, Yo, I didn't know doctors did all that stuff. I thought they were those for heathen rednecks like myself. <laughs> Therefore, look, we all have sins. Yep. So, Miss Kay, last night, a cardiologist got together with a surgeon, and they took that blockage out of her neck. She called me right before I came on here, and uh, she told me she's going to be fine, you know. Mm. I said, honey, I miss you cooking. I mean, I'm glad I'm glad you made it through it. We've been praying for that woman. Yeah, I mean, you know, so I'm still making up for my old past life to the woman. She stayed with me no matter what. So uh, I owe her, and she's a she is a good woman. Her surgery went well. She's doing fine. So other than that, we eat fish about three times a week. We just change the recipe and how to fix them. But uh, we eat fish about three times a week. Drinking cold tea, we got hot coffee around the clock. So uh, I'm kind of getting used to this pandemic life. <laughs> <laughs> Phil, talk about you know we did the story. What I guess it was about was it a, a three four weeks ago? A few weeks ago, yeah. where where somebody fired on on your property and and family property. Uh, you had a gunman. Um, so so take us back to that. What what happened? Some some fool pulls up. Got a teenager with him, and he just decides. I think he had a what it was a pistol. I don't know whether he had a pistol or a rifle or both. But he decides he'd just start spraying bullets toward Willie's house and my grandson's house. Willie's boy just got married, had a little baby. One of the one of the shots came through the bedroom window, stuck mm. in the. In the in right right in one of the door faces, a, a very close got the one little old baby about six months old carrying it. Just walked out of the bedroom with his child in his arm. So this guy decided to shoot up the place. Fortunately for that guy, if it had been this house, mm -hmm. 
let me tell you something, boys. About the, about the, if he didn't hit me on the first shot, he would have had hell to pay if he'd have shot up this house, is all I can tell him. Because I am prepared. I'm not paranoid, but that just goes to show you that the evil one yeah. is alive and well. Yep. And the murders and the lies that you see coming from every angle, he told the police when they finally tracked him down, the shooter, he said, oh, I was just shooting up into the air. And the police asked him, well, how come it's going through bedroom windows and sticking in the door face and about head high? No. So he'll spend some jail time for it. But uh, fortunately, no one was hit. But it just goes to show you that Second Amendment looms large when you've got things like that running around in your neighborhood, boys. Well, you know, Phil, he's just not very smart. I mean, of all the places that I might think about shooting up, y'all's property would not be one of them. I mean, what what in the world was he thinking? Uh, it's a good question, but uh, I think they found a, 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 a empty bottle, vodka bottle, so he got on that vodka. I remember one time I got drunk on it, and uh, I could have pulled anything at the time, too. So he got a little hopped up on that vodka, and he just just wasn't thinking, just 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 a nutcase. So we survived it. So thank the Lord. So you just have to be careful, boys. I, I'm not paranoid about what goes on around me, but trust me when I tell you I am more than prepared to meet any challenge that comes up in my yard out here. <laughs> yeah, well, you got to be ready. And, and as you said, that's what the Second Amendment was for. Sure. Certainly it was for a tyrannical government, but it was also sure. for us to be able to uh, protect ourselves uh, from people like that. I mean, in those days, they had gang, yeah, gangs would roam and come try to take people's property and had squatters and everything else, and we were supposed to have a chance, you know, give the citizens a chance. Are them old red coats? Yep. We just thank the Almighty that everyone come out of it good and safe, you know, and no one was hurt. So uh, we thank God for that. But uh, other than that, just one more event, you know. I have to be careful and be ready to leave here at any time, that's for sure. How, how about the boys? How are they doing, Willie? And uh... They're doing great. We, we have a podcast, and it's pretty cool because I'm seated there uh, with at all times with Jace. And Al, my oldest one, and my next to the oldest one. And it's pretty good just to listen to them, your own sons that you raised, and they're speaking about uh, biblical matters and, and Bible verses, and their faith is in God. All of my boys, all the way down the line, they're all godly. They all married godly women. They're all together. There's been no divorces, and they're all together and all that. And I just looked at my sorry hide before I came to Jesus. I thought, man, if I'd have known what was lying in front of me, my sons and their wives and their children, and we're all believers. I mean, it's just, uh, I, I was listening to them talk about verses. I said, man, both of them are smarter than I am in the Bible. So, I helped train them, but I just am very fortunate to have uh, believing children and their wives and all their children, their grandchildren. Boys, I'm a great-grandfather now, and it looks like if the Almighty leaves me on the earth, 
one good thing is I'm seated here talking to you Alabama boys. At current times, I take no pharmaceuticals. I mean, zero. I have no aches, no pains. I'm not dragging any limbs. So <laughs> I'm feeling pretty good about being 74. I used to think if you were 74, you old as a hill. But now I'm thinking, ah, it ain't bad. <laughs> so I'm just putting my faith in God. I'm ready to depart, as Peter said, and get on the other side. That's fine. But as long as I'm here, I'm going to tell as many as I can, look, there's a way out of here. Calm down and get out of that wicked world you're in, drugs, opioids, and getting drunk and running whores. Come on, boys. Let's, let's get out of there. You get a lot more peaceful life. So that's my message here at 74. Amen. So I feel pretty good about it. I'm still alive. Yep. To live is Christ, to die is gain. And I, and I know when they started talking about a meat shortage, you wasn't worried. None of us were. We all had a freezer right. full of deer meat. So we thought, let bring it on. Yeah, we're we good. We didn't sweat that. There you go. It's a, Hank Williams Jr. sang about it. Country boy can't survive. <laughs> we, hey, uh, sp- speaking of the podcast, I did want to mention that. It's, it's called Unashamed. Uh, and, uh, and, and of course, if you haven't heard it, it, it's fantastic. And then of course on blaze TV, we have in the woods with Phil. How in the world did you get talked into that Phil? after all you went through with duck dynasty and you finally finished that up, uh, and you got talked into something else. I mean, it must, is it, is and it, the you, bo- you've done quite a few episodes. I saw you hit well, a landmark not too long well, ago. Did you? Yeah. As shocking as it sounds, boys, we're riding along in an airplane. I'm seated back toward the back. One of them kind of you rent, you know, take you somewhere and you come back. And my nephew, that's my sister's boy. She's gone on the other side. She passed on here about six months ago. But my nephew is on the plane and my oldest son. I'm sitting there and I'm thinking, let's see. I said, I'm 74. I said, what would the Apostle Paul do if he had something like the internet. What would he do with it? Yeah. Because I'm seated. I'm seated here, guys. I've never owned a cell phone. I, I, I've never clicked on to the internet. I am a cell phone free zone. Nothing. But I thought, why don't I get on the thing, which I've never used? I get on it so that I can get the gospel preached to more people. I mean, it'd be instantaneous. I don't have a cell phone, but they do, most people. Why don't I use that as a vehicle to get the gospel preached? So I called them back to the back of the plane. They walked back there. They sat down. I said, boys, I know this is going to shock you. I said, find out a way to get me on that blooming Internet. (laughs) And they said, you are kidding. I said, I'm not kidding. Get me on the thing because of one reason. I want to get the gospel preached to them. I owe them that. I want to challenge them to live a godly life in Christ Jesus. And I, I won't be that political. I'm not that political. I said, I'm more just follow Jesus and you'll be better off. So I told them, and of course, they were blown away. I said, if there's any money in it, which they might be, I said, y'all get high. 
I said, that's the deal. Get it done. <laughs> well, a few months later, they came and they said, we got a deal here. They're going to call it whoever they are. We're going to call it In the Woods with Phil, and off of that sprang the podcast. All we want to do, guys, is get the gospel in the people. Look, there has been a mighty throng of individuals drive from wherever they come from all over the United States, other parts of the world, actually. They drive down here because they want me. I don't have to be the one, but they, they want me to, to baptize them in the river like the old school back in the first century. So we walked down on the river. I mentioned one time, I said, you know, boys, I said, I've never converted a left winger. Not one that I know of. I said, Jace, have you ever converted a left winger? He said, I don't think so. And so I said, Al, what about you? He said, I'm trying to remember there may be some, but I don't remember them. Well, some guy wrote me a letter and he said, Robinson, I know you've converted one left winger. I said, how do you know that? He said, me. Amen. I was a left winger. So I heard you speak somewhere, and I said, what in the world am I doing? He said, I want to come up there to your house, take me to the river and baptize me. I oh. said, get on up here. There's hope for everybody now. Even the left wingers are coming to Jesus. <laughs> so, I've been hollering about it ever since. Boys, if you think it's a stone wall and none of them are going to ever change, I'm tell you what, I, Karl Marx is my father. Look, you'll be surprised. Some of them turn to Jesus, and I'm thrilled about it. And maybe it'll catch on, and we can all come together under one head instead of Democratic Socialists and Democratic Republicans and all these political groups and infighting. Maybe we can all get together under one head, Jesus, and just love God and love each other. What is the downside to that? None. Nothing. Yeah, it was. Um, it, it, I was thinking. We always talk about equality, and you you hit on it. We've talked about it. Equality. There's only one place that it's pure, and that's at the foot of the cross. We're all in equal need of redemption, and that's where we all truly are equal. Phil, I, we're just, I love to talk to you boys because of that very statement. Yeah, well, and we could talk to you all day long, all day long, and, and would love to. And we need to come down there, and we need to fish and hunt together. And Miss Kay needs to fix us up something delicious, <laughs> and uh, and just have a, a, a. We could just sit and just talk about Jesus all day. You bet you, I like it. I like the sound of it, boys. Well, thank you, Phil, for yeah. taking time to be with us. Yeah, I do thank want- you for answering the call, Phil. Amen. You, you, you are you're filling a lane that our 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 belief system needs in the in the worst way. And thank you for all you've done. Yeah, and I, and I think with I what you love you all, love boys. You too. I love you all. Y'all take care over at Alabama. We will, Phil. Thank you so much. And for making that big step to the internet. That's right. Uh, I, I think it, that I think that's what I think that's what Jesus was talking about in the Gospel of John. He said, believe it or not, the ones that are coming after us are going to do things greater than even my earthly ministry. They're not going to be limited you know, by the things we're limited by. And I think that you, that's why you were prompted to do that. We're using the same platforms. I mean, we have, we have a build, sure. we have abilities they didn't have. Sure. Yeah. You know, the apostle Paul said, when I want to win some by all possible means, Yep. I'm like, that includes that old internet. <laughs> so I'm on the thing, but I've never clicked on to it. <laughs> Don't forget Unashamed with Phil Robertson, the podcast and here on Blaze TV. 
in the woods with Phil Roberts. And Phil, again, thanks. Love you, brother. Love you, brother. Keep on fighting a good fight. See you soon. Uh, thanks for being with us uh, on this edition of Rick and Bubba University.